Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Happy Christmas! Or maybe just after Christmas. It's thrilling to be in Christmas season. This is episode four of our Christmas series 2022. But if you're listening to it in June 2027, it's still brilliant to have you with us. Jam, how are you? I'm good and I'm particularly excited because we're in the same room to record this podcast and that always makes me happy. We are dwelling with each other we're in the same room and it makes all the difference doesn't it and if you've listened out carefully you'll see that jam has dropped a teaser for what this episode is all about we're going to start with a whip around question to get us immersed in what we're looking at jam what are we going to talk about can you think of a time when you recently needed a hug i love hugs jam you're a hugger i'm a (laughs) I'm a hugger. That's a Toy Story 3, isn't it? I'm a hugger, isn't it? Are we serving the world to say every parent loves their children to give them a big hug? Pretty much. So yeah. if, if you're in any doubt, children, yeah. give them a hug. And your parents need hugs in particular moments as well. There was one re- relatively recently where my car went wrong again. We had to drive out in the evening and the headlights didn't work. And it was like, oh, right now I need a hug. You see, Jam, we don't need to go on about this, but I don't think many children would know that when Dad's headlights don't work, he needs a hug. Yeah. We need a dad to tell us that. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ed? You must have had those dad moments. I am... Right now, actually, one of my children just says, can I have a hug? And I think he's worked out. It always makes me happy. So right now, that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that one of my three children, if in doubt, gives me a hug. Have a talk at home about when did you last really need a hug?
Wasn't that a great conversation? I hope you've all just decided to hug each other 15% more this week. Jam, why are we talking about hugging? We're going to be thinking a little bit later about why hugs are so brilliant. It's something to do with the fact that you're with someone and you love them and they love you. And it's a very special thing. Uh, So that's coming up. But before we get there, can I just tell you where we've got to so far in our exciting, thrilling whistle-stop tour of John Chapter 1? Yeah. You've done so well if you've got to episode four, because some people will think John 1 is too difficult for children. Not us. No, no way. You can handle it. Episode one, Jesus is the son of God who came to be born. Like a caterpillar comes before a butterfly. So the son of God came before Jesus being born. Episode two, Jesus came to be light shining in the darkness. Like a lighthouse shining out on a dark night, Jesus helps us to understand everything. Episode three, Jesus came so that we could be children of God, not by doing the right things, not by being good enough, but by Jesus simply deciding. He came to make us children of God. Now, this is a very exciting thing because it doesn't normally happen this way around. But Ed, have you got some fun facts? Fun fact me up. I'm feeling nervous. Can I do this? We're looking at the strangest places people have lived. In France, a man called Dominic had been living in an apartment that measured 1.56 square metres. I reckon that's about the size of a large kitchen table. For 15 years, he lived in a flat the size of a kitchen table. Wow. That's very strange. I mean, where would you put everything? But <laughs> well, you couldn't you couldn't really have anything, could you? What I love most is he was totally fine with it. Yeah. You know, this wasn't squalid. This wasn't homeless. He was fine with it. Yeah. And when asked, his answer was, I come home, I go to bed. Wow. Okay. What more do you need to know about Dominic? Yeah, other than the fact that he's probably got a really good cupboard. <laughs> There's a 57-year-old man in Japan who was mystified when food kept disappearing from his kitchen. He rigged up a surveillance camera that sent pictures to his mobile phone and discovered he had an intruder in his apartment. When police arrived and searched his residence, they discovered a 58-year-old woman hiding in the upper compartment of his walk-in wardrobe. She had moved a futon into the space. She took showers when he went out. She was living the best life. (laughs) That's amazing. I know. There was just like it's not like a burglar, it's some a burglar moving in. And I love that she was a 58-year-old woman. That's right. No teenage scamp. Genuinely, yeah. she was just quite enjoying living in his flat. Wow. Imagine discovering someone living in your house and you didn't know. I I'd like to know the rest of the story. Did they make friends? Yeah. Did she stay? Yeah. She wow. was happy in the upstairs of his cupboard. It could have been the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It could have been. Yeah. This is my personal favorite. Bruce Campbell in America brought an... Wait, sorry. This is why. It's your favourite already. (laughs) He's called Bruce. (laughs) He's called Bruce. My dad's name. But there's even more, Jam. Okay. He bought an old aircraft and remade it into his unusual home. The three-engine aeroplane is fixed up in a wooded area outside of Portland, Oregon, and he lives in it. You see... Kids, when you get older, you get to be like a kid, but better. Yeah. Which of you wouldn't honestly love to live in the fuselage of a plane? Oh, and in a wooded area. Yeah. Could you imagine driving down into the middle of a woodland, up your steps, in a plane? 
he so he can have a stick anytime he wants as well, which is obviously every every child's dream as well. He he is winning at life. I'd like to think he has a wood burning stove in that in that plane. Yeah. Throw a log on and warm up. Yes, that's right. Because they don't fit them as standard on planes, <laughs> no, they do really they? Don't. You know, I've never been on a Boeing seven three seven, and oh, there's a log burner. There it is. No, that's not a thing, is it? This is your captain speaking. We are currently cruising at thirty five thousand feet. Would an air steward please be so kind as to put another log on the fire? Thank you. Now we're looking at this today, Jam, because we're finding out that the Son of God made the extraordinary decision to live as a human being. It is far stranger, more difficult, more unimaginable than living in a cupboard. Jam on John. Just a quick one here. Jesus does lots of miracles in Matthew, Mark and Luke. But in John, he only gives us details of seven of them. Plus his own resurrection. Spoilers if you didn't know, that's what happens uh, at the end of John's gospel. But at the end of his gospel, he writes this very last verse. The very last verse of John says, There are many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I think the whole world would not be big enough for all the books that would be written. So, Jan, being the world expert on John, can (laughs) you tell me, do you think John, like, picked the big hitters of miracles? Do you think he got, like, the best ones? How do you think he picked the seven? Well, he, he got the best ones because he's got the best three, which is Jesus turns water into wine, Jesus feeds the 5,000, and Jesus walks on water. They're your favourites. I think they're the, they're the absolute smashers. And whenever you ask people, people who don't go to church, people who don't read the Bible, name me three miracles, and I've done this, those three come up time and time again, and they're all in John's Gospel. Smashers. Oh, so if nothing else, Jam, let's make sure everyone we know knows those three miracles. It's a greatest hits. Those are the three. Top three. We've now got our reading. It's only one verse, blink and you miss it, listen hard. You might remember from episode one, where we explained the superhero name that John gives Jesus is... The Word. Listen out for how the Word chose to live. The Word became a man and lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory that belongs to the only Son of the Father. The word was full of grace and truth. Hugs are brilliant. You're with that loved one. You love them, they love you, and you hug. Most of you are old enough to remember what happened last year and the year before. We couldn't be with each other. The government told us to stay in our homes so that we wouldn't pass around this virus with the most boring name possible, COVID-19. What a boring name for a virus. So what did we do? We spent a lot of time on Zoom, on Facebook Messenger, on Skype, on WhatsApp video calls, which is great. It's better than nothing, but it's not like the real thing. And worst of all, no hugs. You couldn't hug grandma or your best friend or your uncle Brian or your friend from church. If you're going to hug someone, if you really want to show someone love, you need to be there in person. And that is what Christmas is about. God shows his love for us by turning up in person. And that person, obviously, 
is Jesus. Listen again to what John says in his gospel. The gospel, by the way, that's a lot more Christmassy than we first realised. This is what he says in verse 14. The word became a man and lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory that belongs to the only son of the father. The word was full of grace and truth. Did you hear that? The word, that's Jesus, became a man and lived among us. He didn't stay far off in heaven, only contactable on Zoom, where we can just do a thumbs up emoji. He came down to be with us as a baby, the most huggable kind of person. In fact, that's pretty much all babies can do. Be hugged. At Christmas, we celebrate how God came to earth to be with us as a baby so that we could touch him, be close to him and find out what he was like. And what was Jesus like on earth? Glorious. John says that. We saw his glory. He looked like any other baby, but he got off to an absolute cracking start, being visited by shepherds and then kings who brought astonishingly precious gifts. And then when he was older, John tells us how Jesus turned water into wine, how he healed the sick, how he gave sight to the blind, how he fed 5,000 people, how he raised Lazarus from the dead. John was his best friend. He'd know. If we'd been alive then, we'd have seen Jesus' glory with our own eyes. Jesus is full of grace and truth. He's kind. On earth, he was gentle with those who were sad. And he stood up to bullies who made life miserable for everyone else. And he never lied. If we'd been alive then, we'd have seen that. And one day, we will be with him. When Jesus comes back, we'll meet him and be with him forever. He's just popped out, but he'll be back. So while we wait, let's find out more about him and learn about him. Understand who he is so that we can wait with excitement for his return and then we can be with him forever. Maybe you've got friends who follow different religions. Does their religion have a God who actually comes down to earth to be with us? Maybe you've got friends who say they don't follow any God, but they long to be the most popular, the cleverest, the fastest. But Christians don't need to prove themselves to anyone. Because our God left heaven to be with us and show us that we're loved no matter what we do. Let's remember that when you have your next Christmas hug. What I pray. Father God, we thank you that the Lord Jesus left heaven to be with us and show us his love. Thank you for hugs, for the security and the love of a hug. And we thank you that you came to be with us and show us that love. Help us to know that we are loved by you and to look forward when the Lord Jesus returns and makes everything better and brilliant. And until then, we pray that we wait patiently and have a brilliant Christmas. Amen. Amen. I don't think this has ever been said on this podcast before, but... Jam's got questions. Under fives, how does a hug make you feel five to sevens when jesus grew up what was he like eight to elevens 
What's the hardest thing about waiting for Jesus to come back? Over 11s, what difference does it make that we have a God who came to earth as a baby? That's quite a hard one, so you might have a longer chat about that. Have a go. So you might want to talk about those questions now and press pause. But we're going to carry on. We've got a sketch now to help us think about that. And we're going to go back over to Liz, who's interviewing John. Here we go. Thanks, Jam. And once again, I'm joined by disciple and gospel writer, John. (laughs) Everything all right, John? (laughs) Sorry, I don't know what that noise means. Can I get you anything? A glass of water? A mince pie? (laughs) Shall I just carry on with the interview? (laughs) Oh... Okay. I wanted to ask you about the bit where you say the word became a man and lived among us. Mm-hmm. The word became a man. What's going on there? Is that Jesus? You're saying Jesus is a word. Jesus is a name, not a word. Why aren't you saying anything? <sighs> Are you cross with me? Am I annoying you? Oh, wait... Don't answer that. Sorry, I just don't know where we stand and I need to know what you mean when you say Jesus is the word. Hmm. Stop it! You haven't said a word since we started this interview. Hmm. Wait, are you doing this on purpose to teach me about words? Hmm. Because you can say so much more with words than with grunts and noises. Mm-hmm. So when you write, Jesus is the word, it's like he is God speaking to us, telling us clearly what he's like, so we don't need to guess, or be in the dark. Mm-hmm. So at Christmas, the word comes and lives with us. The word was born as a baby called Jesus. Jesus spoke God's message, the truth, everything we need to hear. Yes! I understood that! Yes, because I used words, and you've got it. Jesus is the word, God speaking, communication, declaration. Yes, I see. Well, I I think... Manifestation, articulation, pronouncement. Yeah, we get the idea. Demonstration, utterance, publicisation. I think I preferred the grunts. Absolutely. I quite understand. Sorry t- to go on. You don't want me prattling on and on and on with words and more words, do you? Words. Hey, John. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure. A joy. No problem. Any time. Talk to you again. Looking forward to it. OK, I'm turning the machine off now. Sure, I understand. It's just that when words start, it's hard to stop. And, well, we all love words. Oh, the joy of articulated thought. Something's been confusing me about Christmas. Yeah? I'm just going to I'm just gonna let it out for you. Got chestnuts on the fire. Got our gifts around the tree. Hear the sleigh bells on the radio. Come watch strictly on TV. We'll have grandma around for dinner. Have the cousins round for tea. But what's that got to do with Christmas? You know what I mean? Right. Sing it. Got our turkey on the table. But 
up now, Grandma's gone to sleep. So there's Mother in the kitchen, getting stressed and fit to weep. Got our sixpence for the pudding. Got our gingerbread for tea. But what's that got to do with Christmas? I just don't know. So does it snow in Bethlehem? Do reindeer really fly? This track is from Dumrocks' brilliant new Christmas album called The Glory of Christmas. Go to dumrocks.com or click links in the show notes to get hold of it for yourself. Thanks so much to Jeremy for letting us use it. We love your work. We'd love just to say hello to one family who have come back from South America where they used to listen to us on long road trips to their holidays. But now they're living in South East London in Bromley. So Luke, Barney, Martha and Mary, it is brilliant to have you back in the UK. But I bet you've learned Jesus is wherever you are. He's everywhere, South America and in Europe. Barney and Martha, welcome back. Keep going. And I seem to remember last time we talked about how clean and pure the water is in Chile, where they used to where they <laughs> yeah, used to live. The purest water in the world, Absolutely. Jan. So I don't think South London's got quite such pure water, but you never know. Well, I think we're done. It's been a bit of a flip-sided episode, hasn't it? Because I've been doing stuff that you normally do and vice versa. And may I say, Jam, I've enjoyed it doubly as much. It's been a pleasure to be with you wherever you're listening to us. Remember, you can get in touch with us at podcast at faithinkids.org. We love hearing from you. We love hearing how you're being encouraged and holding tight to Jesus, who came to earth to live among us. Absolutely. There's one more podcast to come. That's after Christmas. We can't wait to be with you then. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Oh, and uh, Merry Christmas. If wise men once saw Jesus, shouldn't wise men seek him still? Under fives, how does a hug make you feel? Fives to sevens, when Jesus grew up, what was he like? Eights to elevens, what's the hardest thing about waiting for Jesus to come back? Over elevens, what difference does it make that we have a God who came to earth as a baby? That's quite a hard one. So you might have a longer chat about that. Have a go. Have a go.